celebrate the return of the Premier League, we're offering 40% off a subscription with The Athletic for a limited time only. Go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod to sign up for less than £3 a month. At The Athletic, we care about your club with a dedicated journalist for every team. So sign up now to enjoy unrivaled coverage and insight of all 20 sides as the season reaches its belated conclusion. You're listening to Why Always Us, a Manchester City podcast brought to you by The Athletic. City have just beaten Arsenal 3-0 at the Etihad and we've got all of the reaction to that game. I'm David Mooney, I'm joined by Sam Lee. Hi Sam. Hello, you alright? I'm not too bad, are you doing well? Yeah, I'm alright. I mean, I am in the stadium right now, the game's just finished. I appreciate that makes me very lucky. I know a lot of people would would kill to be here. Um, I know, probably a different experience watching it on TV as well. But yeah, um, I'm sure we'll get into the ins and outs of it as we go through. But I am all right. Yeah, it's, it was it was good to be here. It was it was good to have City back, I suppose. Well, let's let's dive into the game because um, I, I mean, in terms of of a, of a spectacle, first off, what was it like being just kind of experiencing it again, being there? I don't know. I'm kind of laid back guy. You know, it was all right. It was <laughs> obviously, obviously it's really different. Obviously, obviously it's really different. It's not the same, but. It, it was like a training game, but normally people say that, and I'm sure people would be saying that on Twitter in the sense that it was crap, but I kind of enjoyed it, and I'm going to use the word pure, and I don't mean it as pure, because normally when you hear pure, you think that's the best. Obviously, football with fans is incredibly much better. It's like There's not even a question about that. But this did feel like just pure football. There was nothing else. You know, there was There wasn't fans getting on the rest back. There wasn't just any kind of sideshow I suppose you'd excuse that pun given what David Lloyd did it was just football it was just two teams obviously two very well drilled teams like you know a Guardiola team and an Arteta team playing against each other it was just the football and I mean yeah it wasn't always great football in the first half (laughs) it was it was relatively dull for a while but it was it was good it was good it was good to, to experience well, three. I was going to say three goals. Um, the first one with a, a David Luiz comedy of errors. The second one with a David Luiz comedy of errors, and the third one a nice finish from from Foden off the post from uh, Aguero. It was. Um, I, I, it it was again. It felt like City were just kind of building back into things. Yeah, um, the article I'm going to write um, <laughs> amid all the rush of doing everything after the game. Uh, it's. And I don't want to labour the point too much because everyone's talking about new normal and all the uncertainty and how weird it is because, you know, this, you, you can't avoid it. But it it was, like I said earlier, it was kind of nice to have City playing as they always do. And look, we've talked loads this season about City. They're not, they're, or they weren't at their best. You know, they were inconsistent. You never know what to expect from them. But it, it just seemed inevitable that they would know exactly what they had to do. The, the level of detail that goes into the coaching of this team it was inevitable and now it was it's no surprise that they just look so comfortable they look so assured of themselves i asked guardiola in the press conference what he would be happy with because he was talking about all these uncertainties and the injuries they, they may get and the, the lack of regeneration between games and he knew how they're playing for this one but not so much after that but he was like i was like what are you expecting and he was like for them to play like they did when they were young in the street but he goes the idea is the same you know the, the idea of how they want to play football is exactly the same and we saw exactly that 
you know, this might not necessarily mean that all of City's woes are behind them. It's it's basically a one-off game after three months off. Anything could have happened. I was, but, gonna, I was, I was kind of going to say this because it feels very easy to draw the conclusion that, oh, Laporte was back, the, you know, they had a fully fit squad, they played really well. But it didn't feel like it was getting off to that sort of start. It still felt like those old vulnerabilities were still there. Yeah, well, there was a couple of times when Arsenal got through like a, a bit easily. There was one bit probably 25 minutes in when I just tweeted that City if they could cut through Arsenal high up the pitch through the Arsenal press they were getting quite easily but then Arsenal did it to City and then you think okay yeah with the problems that City had with their pressing earlier in the season maybe that's an issue but I mean, Arsenal didn't really trouble them too much to be honest and, and yeah it, it is very tempting to say okay yeah it's all going to be fine now because Laporte's back and all of this but um, it's got, I'm sure it'll be a very different team on, on Monday City are obviously very lucky that they can do it a very different team on Monday um, and it'll probably still be very good you know Aguero can start Bernardo Silva can start Fernandinho can start Rodri can start um, it's it's incredible really and I've definitely forgotten people there I mean I'm sure Sane won't start but he could play at some point uh, but it was just just the patterns of play were there they knew what they were doing I mean the only kind of kind of half-jokey comment you could say about knowing exactly what to expect was they still missed a load of chances but you know after all that time off you can't really complain you can't really complain at all. Like it was, it, it, you just saw how reassured they were, and it reminds me, in a way, of the Community Shield against Chelsea when it was Sarri's first game in charge, and it was like, okay, you can see what Sarri and Chelsea are trying to do, but you know, Guardiola and City have been doing this for a couple of years. They're they're way further ahead in their project. They know exactly what they're doing, and it was the same thing here. Obviously, Arteta has been at Arsenal for longer, but with this little break, that kind of sets that back a bit. You can see what Arsenal are trying to do. But, you know, City are just so comfortable, just so self-assured um, that they didn't really leave any doubts on the night. And it was emphatic in the end, obviously. You mentioned the, the, the starting line-up there. Eyebrows were certainly raised um, with, with with the fact that there was no John Stones. He was, I think he was seen eating an ice cream in Wilmslow this afternoon. Um, there was, obviously, Eric Garcia was... was uh, thrown back into the into the team. How what what was your take on the way that Guardiola lined up? Given that again, no Aguero from the start, that sort of thing. And he's talked a lot, hasn't he, about uh, the the intensity of fixtures in the past. He's talked about it with the the kind of truncated end of the season. How um, how the the fixtures are coming thick and fast in this spell as well. So what 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 do you what do you reckon he'll he'll kind of do from from for the rest of the games? Given how he started this one. Yeah, like I say, I think it'll be very different. And if you if if you look now, especially after this break, because you know before the break, you could have said, "Well, Foden should start instead of David Silva, and um, you know Fernandinho should go back in midfield, and or um, Jesus could start instead of Aguero after the Madrid heroics, and you know Mares is better than Bernardo." But it feels like after this break, a lot of a lot of selection decisions are basically the toss of a coin. With that being said, and given you know he's worried about the regeneration ahead of the Burnley game and how they're going to look then, you think, well. You can play Gabriel Jesus because if you're going to press Arsenal, which they didn't actually do that um, that energetically in the end, but if you're going to press Arsenal, you could use Jesus against Arsenal and then you could just put Aguero in against Burnley because that's fine. You know, they're not going to have to press quite as well against Burnley. Burnley aren't going to play out the same as they did against Arsenal, as you'd expect Arsenal would. And then, you know, at the back, you think, well, play Eric Garcia because Arsenal may be a bit more mobile. You may have to be a bit more switched on. Um, you want someone who's good, going to be good on the ball, playing the ball out. And then you could put Artemendi in against Burnley because you'd expect them to be playing more aerial duels. Um, but again, that was my logic before the game. <laughs> as it actually turned out, they didn't really press Arsenal too much. They they set off them and as if to say, well, you're not going to play balls into our midfield and play through us. You're going to have to put the ball over the top. Um, Eric didn't look too 
confident on all the high balls, um, but Laporte did, so that was obviously much better. Um, so, but I'm still, I'm sure the logic is still there. You know that you can basically play six players on Monday who played against Arsenal, but change the other five. And given what I was saying about how kind of assured they all are, you'd imagine they'd be, they'd be looking you know, pretty good still. Harry's sponsors Why Always Us, a podcast brought to you by The Athletic. Harry's was founded by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were sick and tired of overpriced razors. Jeff and Andy knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. And now by taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are now almost half the price of the leading five-blade brand. Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. As a listener of Why Always Us, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash why always us right now. That's harrys.com forward slash why always us. What was the reaction like to Garcia's injury? Because uh, the, the TV pictures was very much, it, it didn't look as serious as it was. And then suddenly he's down for a long time. And the, the, it, we all sort of slowly realised, actually, this, this doesn't look good. Yeah, um, as you can imagine, like, everyone was silent, basically. The players were all kind of, the players on the bench, most of them were sat in, like, right in front of me, like the, in the kind of tunnel club seats. And I'm right on the front row of the press box. Um, so you could see how they're all interacting throughout the game and it was all kind of relaxed down there but obviously as soon as the injury happened they were all like get somebody on like shit what's going on here I mean obviously by the time people are listening to this we'll probably have more information obviously on, on Eric but I was trying to work out not least because of the q and I'll be doing everyone's already asking what's going on if I've got any update and like, generally it'd be like absolutely not but now it was around some of the physios and doctors and they were talking um, obviously they were very kind of quiet not to you know broadcast what was going on but judging by the body language it didn't seem like they were conveying you know terrible news um, obviously it looks really worrying and I'm not going to hang my hat on that because it, it, anything could have happened but they didn't they weren't talking to each other as if something awful had happened and you know the reaction you know Laporte asked one of the physios what, what happened and he told him and Laporte afterwards didn't look like he'd heard the worst thing in the world so I'm hopeful just from that that it's it's not as serious as it looks, but obviously it does look very serious. I mean, I think I do think somebody from City, they rang somebody afterwards and said Ramon. So I wouldn't be surprised if they rang Kugat just to say you might have to do some surgery on this lad. You know, it might be a, you know, it might be a fractured cheekbone or something like that. Um, and it kind of leads me to suggest it's, it's not as serious as it looks. But like I say, we'll, we'll know more by the time people are listening to this anyway. And it did look bad, so I'd still obviously be on the lookout and I'd still be very concerned for, for yeah. Garcia. I mean, not least because he's he's, he's you know he's a he's a strong lad. He's playing in the Premier League at 19 years old. He got to be strong. I did think he was hesitant early on, but he did he did get there in the end. Guardiola gave him a few talking points at one point in the second half. Guardiola was showing everybody all throughout the game to get the ball outside, as in out to the wings, like every time. So it was like everyone, all the senior players as well. But one time, Garcia had it but didn't go out wide, and Guardiola said outside, outside. And then like when the ball was like moved up the pitch, he shouted at him again. He was like, Eric. He was just he's like it's Kevin De Bruyne, as if to say, you know, you've got to, you've got Kevin De Bruyne on the right wing. Give it to him. Um, so there was obviously those kind of you know Guardiola was cajoling him, but he was you know that's Guardiola he does that to everyone. So yeah, he did play well again after a bit of a shaky start. Um, but I mean, what I was going to say was he's obviously a strong lad and he's a very good footballer. But in terms of his frame, he, you know, he's a lot shorter than I am. For example, he's a he is quite slight for a footballer, and I mean, I. I 
Edison could do that to a, a fridge. <laughs> like, I, you would not want to be on the end of that. So it's probably the worst city player you can imagine being on the end of it as well. In fact, apart from Foden, I think Foden would have been vaporised. Um, but I mean I, hope, I, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't joke. Well, I'm not joking about it, obviously. But the way Edison comes out is... Somebody, it's somebody, 100% commitment, isn't it? Somebody yeah. before said to me, you wouldn't want that elephant charging at you before. And I've not been able to get the phrase out of my head. Like Every time he does it, you just think he is, he is an elephant. He's an absolute bull of a bloke. Um, so, yeah, or, I mean, understandably, everybody was very concerned. But I'm hoping by the reaction there, they're not as concerned as if it was, as if it was very serious. But we'll, we'll soon find out. Um, you mentioned obviously that uh, it's obviously a quiet stadium. You you were not far away from the bench and the players. Did, did you get any sort of insight into in, into things that you wouldn't normally get an insight into because of that? Uh, yeah, but at the same time, like like, like Fernandinho was like kind of sat on the like the front row of subs, but he was kind of half turned around with his arm on the back of the seat, like leisurely hanging over, talking to Bernardo. The players were kind of joking among themselves. Um, it was. It did have like a kind of not entirely serious vibe. Like if they're all sat huddled next to each other on the bench in a Premier League game, I'm sure it wouldn't have been the same. And that just ties into the fact that this is this is a weird situation. It doesn't feel like proper proper football. Um, but you know there was the usual jokes between them all. Sane and who else was it? Sane and Foden sat on the other side. Um, in front of me was Otamendi, Aguero, Zinchenko, Fernandinho, Rodri, and. Bernardo and a couple of like city staff and doctors and whatever. So there, a lot of the conversations were in Spanish and they were all messing around. Aguero didn't say a lot, but when he did, it was he was still in switch mode. You know, when when Ceballos came on, Danny Ceballos for Arsenal, he shouted at him like as a mate would, but like like heckling a mate. And then when he went down, I think he had a clash of when when him and Sil, uh, when him and De Bruyne went for the ball, and I think De Bruyne kicked the bottom of his foot or kicked the top of his foot. Aguero shouted at him like. What are you doing? Are you don't shout when you're on the ground? You always shout when you go to ground. Get up and like had like a phrase in South American that you couldn't even you couldn't even print if you put asterisks in it. Like just you know the, 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 the most vulgar South American phrase that some listeners might understand what I mean by that. But he was in still still in full switch mode. But then in the second half, you had Lorenzo Buenaventura. I, it seemed like they always need. It was like it was some kind of protocol where they needed to have three men warming up at any one time I think that's probably just for like a fitness thing but he always had to be like come on like he was like Leroy um, Rodri come on like we need we need to get someone else warming up and by the end of it the players were like can't really be asked with this um, which was a bit interesting but it, it was just kind of interesting seeing the conversations between them all and they all absolutely loved seeing Brian Kidd it's obviously Kidd kind of been around training the way they were all reacting to seeing him before the game it was like they hadn't seen him in ages so they were all very happy to see him and uh, it was it was just quite funny actually seeing some of the conversations a lot of the reactions when you know De Bruyne played a couple of bad passes I just remember that because like Rodri was slapping the chair in front of him and Fernandinho was throwing his arms up in the air because obviously they're all mates and they all expect so much of each other so it was it was quite it was cool to see those interactions close up. Hello, I'm James Richardson, host of the Totally Football Show, now part of the Athletics Podcast Network. We're going to be here following all the action as the 2020 football season reaches its belated conclusion. And if you're an Athletics subscriber, you can now hear exclusive ad-free versions of our show on the Athletic app. And don't worry, if you're not a subscriber, you can still listen to us for free with the occasional word from our sponsor by searching for The Totally Football Show on Apple, Spotify and all the usual podcast places. The Totally Football Show with me, James Richardson, still totally free and now totally ad-free on The Athletic. 
let's talk uh, the goals as well because Raheem Sterling uh, scored. I think it's that, that's that his first one since December. Yeah, the Wolves game probably. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's it's probably good to have him find the net quite early on before you know as these before these games really get into the full flow. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, you need like there's there's loads of different reasons why Sterling could come back from this differently, but just the, the simple fact it was a break. You know, I'm sure I'm sure he was tired physically and mentally, and you know the the mental element of just always going inside. You know, I'm sure if he does start against Burnley, it'll be harder because you know Burnley have five five man defence probably, and a couple of defensive midfielders also blocking those routes that wants to go down. So it'll be harder for him. Another one of the things you could pick up from the players hearing the players shouting was he was always shouting for the ball when he was on the last man trying to run in behind he was always shouting David, Kevin, Riyad he was always he was always trying to get the ball in behind um, obviously he got that one from De Bruyne where he slid him in and he scooped it over the bar but um, the just one, kind of a warm up of what to come really that wasn't yeah. it yeah. yeah and then obviously the De Bruyne I think De Bruyne's got the assist I don't know if that's just a fantasy football one or like an actual tally one but I mean, it's slightly lucky there because they do take De Bruyne was saying during the lockdown he got annoyed because they took an assist off him at Arsenal in December, didn't they? Because he got a deflection on the way across and I think Sterling tapped it in. That ball wasn't going to Sterling before Luis kind of made a mess of it. But obviously he, he just buried in the finish and he absolutely smashed it. So that, that, that was really good and emphatic. And I'm sure, I'm sure um, Sterling will be one of these players to be refreshed after this little break. Um, and yeah, that was just... That wasn't... It feels like... It wasn't an example goal. of... Yeah, but it wasn't an example of the great moves that City were putting together before that like I say they had a bit of luck with the with the pass in the end but there was a lot of there was a lot of good football before that a lot of finding men in the in the right channels in the right pockets and making the right runs and that was all very City you know those those um, periods of play they were all still there you know even before the goal came I've been obsessed with uh, City trying to break the record for consecutive missed penalties. They needed one more consecutive Premier League missed penalty to get the record uh, level with uh, with Arsenal. Um, and uh, De Bruyne goes and ruins it by taking a, a perfectly good penalty. Where's that come from? <laughs> uh, De Bruyne, isn't it? That's yeah, what, he that's can what do it, been lo- That's what they've been looking, up, looking for for so long. Obviously, the pressure going into that Madrid game was like 100 times harder than this. That just kind of cements it. Everybody, you know, I remember loads of City fans asking like six months ago, why doesn't De Bruyne take penalties? So I remembered to ask him at Old Trafford when City won in the Carabao Cup back in January. I thought, I'll use this opportunity to ask him. Um, and he said, you know, I've just never really thought about it. It's for the strikers. But obviously after that was when their, re- their penalty record got even worse. Um, and it, obviously it's, it's come to pass. And, you know, a lot of City fans were saying, why doesn't he take it? For the same logic that, you know, we all have. You know, he's... He, He's technically brilliant. He seems nerveless. He can put the ball wherever he wants. Like, what else do you need for a penalty taker? And he's shown that. You know, he's shown that in Madrid and he's shown that here. It will still be interesting to see who takes it if Aguero's on the pitch at the same time. But now he's got two. You you, you do think um, he might But against it. it, would you? Yeah. Um, finally, these games, obviously, are, are kind of a good opportunity for City to build that momentum, I suppose, for the FA Cup and the Champions League. Because, uh, I mean, it's 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 only delayed the inevitable when it comes to the Premier League title. But uh, but it's, uh, I'd say, a good opportunity, really, for City, for the for, for the other competitions that they're in now. They've come back with three goals in mind. Um, apparently, Cheeky's been saying this. I was speaking to someone at the weekend for the one Mar Leo piece. And they just said, oh, yeah, as Cheeky says. I was like, what do you mean? But apparently, they've just been going round. The three targets are beat Newcastle in the FA Cup and go on to reach the final, beat Real Madrid, which obviously is going to have to wait, um, and go on to reach the final there and beat Liverpool and make sure they finish at least second and, you know, kind of show Liverpool that, you know, they're still a, a force to be reckoned with and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, they might struggle against Burnley because they might be, you know, they might be t- 
tired legs and tired muscles and you know they can't have as many massages i don't think they can't do ice baths so those kind of things are not allowed is that that part of the restrictions yeah i I think so well i'd imagine you can't get in the same water as anyone else with everything that's going on um you'd imagine massages there might be something they could do but given you're not supposed to be in that much contact even around the training ground um because it's the whole 15 minute close contact thing i need to find out but i wouldn't be surprised if they if they weren't allowed to do any they might be allowed to do some but that does seem like a stretch anyway so all that kind of thing this is what i mean about they're gonna have to they might play five or six different players even even more uh, against burnley so yeah they're not necessarily this isn't like oh yeah okay city are great they will still play the same kind of way but it's it's obviously it's that edge you know will they have the same cutting edge against 10 men behind the ball as you'll probably expect burnley to have um, and Burnley, in a way, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who'll be fresher. Will City be fresher because they've had the 90 minutes now, or will they be tired? You know, it's 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 a difficult one. So there's still a lot of unknowns coming up. Uh, but obviously, obviously, a really good start. Really, um, you know, it's really promising from a City point of view. I mean, nobody doubted that the the idea would be there as Guardiola says the way of playing. But you know, they've still had the cutting edge. They missed a few chances, of course, but they still had that cutting edge. They were still creating those chances, and obviously, that's really reassuring for City fans. Well, roll on Burnley on Monday night, I suppose. Uh, that's it for this week's Why Are Us. You've been listening to Sam Lee. Yeah, thanks very much. And to me, David Mooney. Don't forget you can sign up to The Athletic with a 40% discount by using the code MANCITYPOD. Mm-hmm.